This is New Creation, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Joe Sabalik of New Creation Church in Paris, California. Every week, Pastor Joe brings you life-changing truth from God's Word. the salt of the earth. We are the preservative today. And we do not walk in darkness. We are not alienated from God. We walk in faith. We walk in righteousness because we have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. And so today we have a message of hope. And I want you to understand that message is for us. And we're going to leave here today encouraged. We're going to leave here empowered. We're going to leave here blessed because there's some giants today in your life. And I'm going to show you skillfully from the word how to slay those giants because those giants will no longer have control over you the giant of depression the giant of anxiety the giant of fear the giant of dwelling in the past the giant of bitterness all these things can alienate us from receiving all that God has for us But right now, there are things that weigh you down that you need to release before God. God is telling you today, you're not leaving here without releasing them. Right now, I want you to look to your right, look to your left, look behind you. Say this after me. That's the last time I'm looking back. I'm going forward in the power of Jesus. Amen. Come on, church. Let's give God some praise. Let's start off with praise. Amen. We're not here to let up. We're not here to shut up. We're here to preach the gospel, amen. We're here to communicate the good news to people that are perishing around us. And God has raised us up for such a time as this because I still believe in a bloodstained cross. I still believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Spirit indwelling the believer and speaking in new tongues and walking in the power of the gospel, the power of grace. You are a chosen generation. God did not choose you to weirdness. He chose you for power and demonstration of spirit. God is going to demonstrate his spirit. I'm not talking about playing church. I'm not talking about coming out here and just having a holy huddle or making this a moose lodge. This is a move of God, and God wants you to get on the move right now and start taking the gospel seriously. Start giving the gospel to your children. Start giving it to your family because there is no other hope outside of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago on the cross, put in the grave and rose again and changed world history and separated time. Amen. God saved you for a purpose, not just to sit around and do nothing, but to do something with what he's blessed you with. We've looked all through the scripture so many times, and we've seen those who have succeeded in the power of the gift that God has given them. And a person I kind of want to focus on today is David. David was a man after God's own heart. That was not written about David till David passed away. But the legacy he left, he was a man after God's own heart. Did David have trouble in his life? Did David have mistakes in his life? Did David have injustices in his life? Okay, so we're all here together with David. The Bible says that he was without sin, cast the first stone, and that kind of puts everybody to drop the stones. Amen? Because all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. But God laid upon Jesus the iniquity of us all. And now you've been cleansed of your iniquity. God has removed it, not just as far as the east is from the west, but God removed it. It's gone. It's not in your body any longer as a child of God. The Bible says we are not in the flesh in Romans 9. We are now in the spirit. As you've received Christ, now the Holy Spirit indwells every cell of your body. 
You have power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You have the power to speak with new tongues. You have the power to walk in the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. And so as a child of God, we must realize that God has done something great for us. David was called by God. Rumors were flying that there was this Philistine named Goliath. And David got stirred in his life. Today, God wants you to get stirred in your life because there are some giants that are surrounding you. There are some things that you need to conquer today once and for all. I want you to conquer them today. I want you to conquer fear today. I want you to conquer depression, anxiety, addiction, whatever it is. You're going to conquer this today, right now. You're going to put a stop to it right now. You have the power to do this. Somebody say, I've got the power. I've got the power. David saw what was going on, and he was moved in his spirit to take this Goliath out. Now David went before Saul and said, I'm going to take this Goliath out. And Saul said, here, try my armor on. The armor didn't fit, didn't work. Saul's armor would not work on David. Somebody else's anointing will not work on you. God has given you your anointing. David had to shake that armor off just like Saul's armor wouldn't work on David. A slingshot wouldn't work for Saul. We all have different gifts, different weapons that God's given us to fight this life successfully and in power and in great glory. I want you to have a vision today of the giants in your life that are going to be slain. You need to rise up. David rose up. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And he went out to that place that's found in 1 Samuel chapter 17. It says, now the Philistine army had risen up. There are things that have now risen up in your life. There are things that have risen up in our nation that you have the power in prayer to put to death. Amen? Church, I want to tell you something right now. The devil's trying to divide people because he knows divided they will fall. But united we stand. We show love in God's church. We show love outside of God's church. When you're at McDonald's, when you're at Carl's Jr., when you're at El Torito, wherever you might be eating, you are a light to the world and you're called to shine. You're called to give love and to speak life and, and to bless. Go out of your way to bless because of who you are and what you are empowered with as a child of God. Somebody say, I'm empowered today. Don't let me feel alone up here today. I want you to participate with the power of what God's revealing to you, giving you revelation. Because right now, it's not a need problem in your life. It's not a lack problem in your life. It's not a disability in your life. Today, it's a revelation problem that God is going to solve by the power of his Holy Spirit when you get enlightened in the power, amen, of his word. David rose up. And the scripture tells us that he went forward in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And as you look in 1 Samuel 17, there's a portion of scripture where David came to that giant. And I want you to know something. God did not raise that giant up to push David down. He rose that giant up to promote David. Some of the giants in your life are there to promote you, not to demote you. Are you getting what I'm saying here today? Some of the things that you've been fearing, God has put there to promote you, not to squish you. You have the power to see your giant as a big giant or a big target. I choose to see the enemy as a big target. He's easy to hit. 
because I walk in the righteousness of Christ. I'm a child of God. I've been signed, sealed, and delivered. I am walking in the power of God. Therefore, I fear no evil. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. God is with you no matter where you are or what you're doing or where you're going. Now, church, I want, I want to get you pumped up today for who you are. That's my job as a pastor. My job is to instruct you in the Word of God. God did not save me at 16 years old and have me study the Word cover to cover for the last 40 years to give you nothing. I want to give you and impart to you the spiritual gifts that God has given me through the Word of God and knowing who I am as a child of God and the devil should have killed me when he had a chance. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to preach the Word of God in faith because our God is powerful. Amen? And His Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. I've experienced religious oppression. I've experienced hatred. I've experienced thievery. All these things are nothing compared to what God has blessed me with. And when you recognize you're blessed, nothing can be taken out of your life because you realize you stand alone before your creator and what happens in your past does not define you. It only prepared you. You are prepared for great things as a child of God. Somebody say, I'm prepared. Amen. Now the scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 16, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Somebody say firm and secure. You have an anchor that's firm and secure in your soul. It enters into the sanctuary behind the curtain. In other words, behind the veil where the holies of holies is, you now have access through Jesus Christ. So right now, you have 24-7 access with the Lord of heaven, and he will never leave you or forsake you. He is with you, lo, even to the end of the age, the scripture says. He is with you, and it's up to you right now is to believe what you have, simply by believing it. By receiving the power of God that he's given you. You have authority as a believer. Jesus said, I give you authority to trample on scorpions, to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick and they will recover, to give sight to the blind. You have power that dwells in you, the Holy Spirit, and God wants you to start tapping into that. We're not going to leave here today and then go back to work tomorrow not realizing who we are. This last Thursday, I preached on, you can no longer say, I can't. It's not in the scripture. Hallelujah. I can do all things, yes. I can, I can, I can. Stop saying I can't. It's negative to the spirit of God that is enabled to you. God has given you a hope as an anchor. David knew about this hope, this dwelling place. In Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, he is my help, he is my refuge. See, God is your help today. He is your refuge, he is your protection. And without the spirit of God, there's no protection in the world. Now, church, embrace what God says in his word. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, that we are more than conquerors. You're not just a conqueror here today. You're more than a conqueror. Are you taking notes today? Are you making a mental picture of who you are today? You know, we have this thing called an imagination. And our imaginations can run wild, can't they? 
That's why the Bible says, let go of the vain imaginations, but use your imagination for good, for the things of God. Now, we use our imaginations every day. If I ask you how many windows in your house, you'd have to probably close your eyes or think in your imagination, walk down the hallway. Okay, wait, there's one in the two, three in the one. You would be counting the things up in your imagination. I want you to start imagining what God says about you in your imagination. You've been forgiven. You've been healed. You've been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit of God. You've been equipped for every great work, consumed with the divine power of the Holy One now as a child of God. You need to embrace these things today. We need to embrace 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, that Jesus came to destroy, annihilate the works of the devil. So whatever's tried to destroy you, whatever's tried to annihilate you, Jesus came to annihilate those things. So now you claim that power of what the Word of God says, and you begin to experience this in your life. Psalm 55, verse 16, God will ransom you unharmed from the battle waged against you, even though many oppose you. God's plan is to lift you up and put you in a holy place. God says, I will repay you, says the Lord. Don't worry about them. They're never going to repay you. God says, I'll repay you. God says, I will give back. I will give back, pressed down, shaken over. He says, I will give you double for your trouble. Amen. David said to this Philistine in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, he says, you come against me with a sword and spirit and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel in whom you defile. We need to understand what our enemy is. He is defeated. What did David kill that giant with? Well, the slingshot says it knocked him to the ground. But it says David walked up to him after he was knocked to the ground, took his sword out and cut the head off of the giant. You see, you need to not just knock your giants down. You need to cut the heads off. <laughs> Job's not done until you cast it out and say, I'm, no, I'm not going there any longer. So you're not going any longer back to depression. You're not going any longer back to uh, oppression. You're going to start casting that off and you're going to cut it off and you're not going to think that way anymore. Anytime the enemy hits you of something that you were, you tell him who you are as a child of God. I'm a child of the Most High God. Understand what you possess as a Christian. I'm tired of hearing people talk about what they don't possess or how big the devil is. The way some believers talk today, you would think it's big devil, little God. Oh, the devil's been doing this. Oh, the devil's been doing that. Oh, the devil had me down. Oh, the devil was, had me this. Stop glorifying him. You're a child of God. Glorify how powerful your God is. Amen. Come on, church. Don't talk about how big your problems are. Talk about how big your God is. Hey, hey, church, I want us to get some wisdom here today. There's three things that God has given us as believers. He's given us confidence, credibility, and charisma. These are biblical words that God has given us. The scripture commands us to be confident in the Lord, confident in the power of his might. We need confidence today. David said in Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place. I want you to think about something. Everything that God uses you to defeat the enemy with are tools in your hand forever. Do you realize the sword that he cut the Philistine's head off with was taken away and kept and was hidden for years? And then a time came where Saul and his armies were after David. David had nothing to defend himself. And a man rose up and said, David, I have something you might be interested in. He says, I have the sword of Saul. 
And when the rumors got around that David had the sword of Saul, they ran. Because they realized what David could do with this sword. I want you to know when you remind the enemy that the power of God that dwells in you and you speak the word of God, he runs from you. Okay, church, I want you to be encouraged today because some of you are walking in discouragement and God wants you to pull out of that discouragement right now and shake it off and stand up as a child of God and put your shoulders up and put a smile on your face. I want you to practice smiling, amen? Amen, and I want you to faith it till you make it because I know God is working behind the scenes with you. I didn't say fake it, I said faith it. I want you to believe what God says. You are a child of God. Romans chapter eight, verse 14 says, as many are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you've received the spirit of God, you are the sons of the most high God. For we have not received a spirit of bondage again unto fear. I'm not fearing God because I can't keep his commandments. That's not the spirit that you've received. Jesus kept them for you, and now you've received the spirit of your father. The scripture says, not unto fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, for the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and since we are the children of God, we are joint heirs with Christ. Amen. Hey, hey, man, everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to you today. You say, Pastor Joe, you preach this a lot because I want you to get it. Took me 40 years to get it. And I'm telling you, it's worth getting once you get it. Amen? Big Al, come on church. It's the anchor of faith, which means you're a child of God and you have something that's firm. Now, anchors are interesting. An anchor is really not that big compared to the size of the vessel of the boat. And you can put that anchor down and will hold that boat stable you might move around, it might toss around, but you're still anchored. You're going to stay in that spot. I remember one time I was out the Colorado River and I dropped the anchor down and, you know, I was out there for a while and goofing off and it was time to go and I went to pull the anchor up, it wouldn't come up. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to start the boat up and take off and I gave the boat some gas and it went backwards and pulled down and it started filling up with water. So I stopped really quick and the anchor, so I started driving around in circles just thinking, well, maybe it's caught on something. That anchor would not come up. Finally, I just got the knife out and cut the rope. The point is what I'm making is some of you have some wrong anchors in your life. And they're holding you down. They're pulling you back. They're keeping you from where God wants you to go. You just need to cut that anchor off. You have an anchor of hope. Now, the Bible says hope deferred saddens the heart. But I have an anchor of hope. And what is this anchor that I have? That I have an entrance into the holies of holies 24-7 as a child of God. That's why I wrote that song, We Come Boldly to the Throne of Grace. Anything you think you're doing to get points with God is a dead work. It subtracts to what Jesus did on the cross. He already paid it all. Stop trying to pay it. He paid it once and for all. When he said it is finished, it is finished. Our job, hallelujah. Our job is to believe what God says in his word. And believing and receiving that by faith. And it's activated in our lives. This is so powerful when you realize the access you have as a child of God. That's why Paul said, I'm confident Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. He who delivered us from the power of darkness has translated us to the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Now your sin in the old covenant was just covered. But now it's been done away with. It is not 
active in your life any longer. Jesus conquered it. He did not write to the sinners of Ephesus. He wrote to the saints of Ephesus. You are a saint of the Most High God. When you're trying to maintain your own righteousness before God, you're not going to make it. People tried for years. It's called the Old Covenant. So you're trying to keep something that God, first of all, if you're Gentile, he never gave it to you anyway. It was only given to Jews. Come on, church. Let's wake up here. Let's understand what we're doing here today as a child of God. You should be happy. That's why happy are the people whose God is the Lord. You've been delivered by the Spirit of the Most High God through a resurrected Christ who took your sin upon himself. God laid upon Jesus the iniquity of us all. All of our iniquity was laid upon Jesus and we exchanged our iniquity for his righteousness and now you're a righteous child of God. You are now a saint of God. Say it with me. I'm a saint of the Most High God. He, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. By grace you've been saved through faith. That is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. He removes it. It's gone. Confidence, justified. Have confidence in who you are. I can approach the bench. I can come behind the bench right to my Father and have access. This is powerful. You have an advocate, Jesus. You have an advocate, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and Jesus represents you before the Father. I think you're all right today. I said, I think you're all right. <laughs> Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. I'm not at battle with him. He's not at battle with me. He accepts me in the beloved of Jesus' blood. And I am all right before the Father which is in heaven. Church, I want to address something really quick here. It's not even part of my message. But a lot of people have this, oh, I'm not worthy to enter his presence. That is wrong. That's not humility when you talk that way. That is false humility. We repent from anything that we're substituting the righteous blood of Jesus with. You've been justified by the blood of Jesus. You've been made worthy by the blood of the Lamb. You have access. You come boldly before the throne of grace. I am what God says I am. I don't have to walk on eggshells around my heavenly Father. I'm a friend of God. I walk in confidence. He says, I don't call you servants any longer. I called you friends. And the Bible says he has put us in line with his promises by the blood of Jesus. So all the promises the scripture says in Corinthians are yes and amen. All the promises of God are yes and amen. I'm not preaching you have to meet a condition. I'm preaching that Jesus met the condition. And so they're yes and amen for you. That's the good news of the gospel. That's what Paul was preaching. That's what we preach. Your sin has been removed. It's gone. You can't find it any longer. You've been sanctified. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 11. Such of you were some, but you were washed and sanctified. You were justified in the name of Jesus by the Spirit of God. You've been justified and you've been sanctified today. Some people say, well, that sanctification process is working out your salvation in your life and getting more holy and becoming more like Jesus. No. It's not going to happen. You're not Jesus. Get off the cross. He did it for you. You can't do it. Well, Jesus said to take up the cross. He said, deny self. That's self-righteousness. Deny self-righteousness and take up and receive the cross and follow him. Believe him. Accept his promises. You've been washed. You've been sanctified. The Bible says those whom he justified, he sanctified. He didn't say you sanctified. He said he sanctified. There is a difference there. He says it in Romans and he says it in Corinthians that you're a new creation in Christ, a child of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. You've not received a spirit of bondage of fear, but of love. 
Abba Father, Daddy, you have access today. You have his divine nature, it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. You've been given exceedingly great and precious promises that you may be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You have confidence today, church, because you're a child of God. Some people are anchored in bitterness. You've got to cut that anchor off. Some people are anchored in addiction. You've got to cut that off. you got yourself there. Get yourself out of it by the Spirit of God. Don't whine to others. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You need to rise up and stand up and say, I'm powerful because of who I am in Christ. Amen. All the I tries, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to do it. When you say I'm the righteousness of Christ, it releases power around you because the devil can't stand that because you recognize who you are. See, the devil's biggest lie today is to keep you from believing who you are as a child of God. You need to start believing who you are as a child of God. You have confidence. There was a blind man in the scripture who was blind since birth, and they went to ask Jesus, whose fault was it? Everybody's always trying to find out whose fault it is. Who sinned? Jesus said nobody did. It had nothing to do with that. It was that God would be glorified. And God was glorified and gave that man his sight. Everybody's worried about whose fault it is. Well, this happened to me because of that person. It doesn't matter what happened. Right now, it matters who you are and where you are now as a child of God. I'm not discounting something bad has not happened to you. But I'm going to tell you right now, Paul said the present sufferings that I might go through on this planet do not compare to the glory that's being revealed in me right now. See, the glory that's being revealed in you right now is a renewing glory, a powerful glory. Don't sit around thinking about it. Don't let it go another day. Don't let it dictate to you any longer. Let the Spirit of God be released in your life right now and recognize what God has done in your life. In John chapter 5, there was a man who was lying on a bed. The Bible says for 38 years, he was disabled. It described his condition as deep-seated and it was lingering as a lingering disorder. And Jesus walked up to him and asked him and said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, if I could just get to the pool of water when it stirs, when the angel stirs it, I'll be healed. But I have nobody to carry me. He said, do you really want to get well? That's the question. Do you really want to be delivered today? Because God says, I'm here for you if you want to. But you've got to believe it. Now, what did Jesus say to this man? Rise up and take up your bed and walk, and I will heal you. And that man took the step of faith to rise up and all of a sudden life came into his legs and he stood up. This is powerful church because a lot of people have had things lingering in their lives and they're blaming other people not helping them or blaming their situation on what happened to them. God says it's time for you to rise up, take up your bed your, and walk in the power of the most high God. Time to let it go. Time to stop thinking about it any longer. It's time to stop dwelling on it. Talking to everybody about your problem. Church, you got to realize who you are now and take a step of faith and take ownership that as a child of God, I have the power to do this because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do it. Come on, Cinderella, you can do it. No more excuses. No more lingering excuses. God says to lay it down. God is your confidence. And guess what? He is your credibility today. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I have credibility today. I've been saved by the grace of God. I'm now a saint of God. My credibility comes where? Behind the curtain. What Jesus did for me. I have an anchor of hope and it's firm and it's strong. Your hope today is firm as a child of God. Galatians 3, 13 
Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. As it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. The Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If God's redeemed you, start saying so. Think about Joseph, forsaken by his brothers, his own family, sold into slavery, imprisoned, cast off, ignored for years, 13 years of prison time. And in one day, in the pit of a prison, he went from the pit to the palace next to Pharaoh, most powerful man in the world. In one day. God can change in a day what you can't change in a lifetime. He can change in a millisecond what you possibly didn't think could change. He doesn't call himself the God of the possible. He calls himself the God of the impossible. If it's an impossibility, he makes it possible for you. God is raising you up for such a time as this. He wants to show you his power. Keep moving forward. God will get you where you're supposed to be. God has the final say. If God's called you into sports, you're going to be the best runner, the best player on the planet. If he's called you into school, you're going to be the best student. If he's called you into the workplace, you are the best worker. I don't care if you've lost your job. It's just because God's setting you up for promotion. I'm telling you, the giants in your life are not there to demote you. They're there to promote you. And you need to face them head on, not as a big giant, but as a big target. Start recognize what you have as a child of God. You have the credibility of the Lord Jesus Christ who gives you credibility today. I can give you a million scriptures, but I'm going to close with this. Lastly, you have charisma. The word charisma is the word anointing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, so are you anointed. As he is today, so are you in this world. That's the word of God today. Do you recognize the power you have as a child of God in 1 John 1.20? But you have this anointing, charisma, from the Holy One, and you know all things. Anointing, as described in the Bible, is defined as God on the flesh doing the things the flesh can't do. You have the Holy Spirit of God. You have anointing. When I come up to preach, I don't say, oh, Lord, just give me the anointing to preach your word today. I say, God, I thank you that I'm anointed to preach your word today. You see, you got to understand who you are. And God says, I agree. Watch what I'm going to do today in the people's hearts. God's doing something in your heart right now because he's putting boldness in you. He, right now, he's putting confidence, credibility, and you're recognizing your charisma. You are anointed as a child of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, however, we possess this precious treasure this divine light of the gospel in our human vessel. So today you have charisma by the spirit of the most high God. You've been signed, sealed, and delivered as a child of God. So God is calling you today to start walking in your confidence, start walking in this credibility, and recognize you are anointed. Your latter years will be better than your former years. I'm here to tell you that God's an exalting God, and the best is yet to come for you. You're a child of wonder. You're a child of miracles and signs and mercy and grace. Follow you all the days of your life. So get pumped up for Jesus right now, because he's the only answer for the world today. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your goodness. Isaiah 42, as we're in a word of prayer, says the former things have come to pass. The things you've been struggling with are coming to an end right now.
If today's broadcast has blessed you, write Joe and tell him about it at New Creation Church, 57 Business Park Drive, Paris, California, 92571. Or call the church directly at 951-310-2422. That's 951-310-2422. And be sure to check out Joe's website at newcreation.tv. New Creation with Pastor Joe Sabalik is sponsored by New Creation Church, Joe Sabalik Ministries, and your generous donations.